What a joy it is to be here with you all, uh, gathered online. I miss you guys, City Church Garland. I miss uh, meeting with you guys face-to-face and seeing you guys face-to-face, hearing your voices. Uh, one of the, the things that, that many of us are uh, being reminded of through this time of social distancing is the, the truth that God said um, back in Genesis 2, that it's not good for man to be alone. God has wired you and I to be relational beings, those who live in loving community, and humanity flourishes best when we're able to do that. And I praise God for for tools like this, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, um, uh, the, the Zoom calls that we're able to use as well for our prayer meetings. We have one tonight, by the way, church, join in on, on, at that uh, Zoom meeting. It was in the email I sent out at 4.30 today. Um, what an amazing time in history it is to be alive, to witness the things that we're witnessing right now. What an amazing time it is, as I said last week, to be a Christian. In the midst of suffering, sickness, and darkness, we have hope. We have hope because our Lord Savior is with us. He is shepherding us. He's walking with us through the fire, and we can trust that he's going to lead us home safely to himself. Amen? And so uh, this morning, I'd like to, uh, to camp out to do a standalone sermon on Psalm 23. Um, throughout history, saints have found great comfort in Psalm 23. Um, I want to encourage you during this time, during this global pandemic, I want to encourage you to camp out in the Psalms, to pray the Psalms, to, to, to allow the Psalms to give you vocabulary to your prayers, especially when you don't know what to say or what to pray um, uh, to the Lord during this difficult time. Um, but if you guys would turn with me there to Psalm 23, we're going to go ahead and look at this. Um, Psalm 23, let's pray and then we'll, we'll read. Father, as we open up the scriptures, would you open our eyes to see wonderful things in your word? Show us your heart for us. Show us how great your leadership is, that, that you're a good provider that you're a good protector, that, that you are a good shepherd. And so I pray that you would comfort those who are watching there from home. I pray that during this time of um, social distancing and being quarantined to our homes, Father, I pray that we would get closer to you than we've ever been. I ask this in the name of Jesus. Amen. All right, Psalm 23. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. If you don't, it's up on the screen. Hopefully you guys can see that. Psalm 23. This is a Psalm of David. This is probably one of the most uh, familiar uh, Psalms that that people know. Um, It says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk 
through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And all God's people said, Amen. So here's our big idea this morning as we're looking at Psalm 23. Our big idea is that the Lord, our shepherd, provides, guides, protects, and accompanies us through every season of our lives and pursues us with his goodness and his mercy. Let's read it again. The Lord our God provides, guides, protects, and accompanies us through every season of our lives and pursues us with his goodness and his mercy. This was written by King David who grew up as a shepherd. As a, as a young man, he was entrusted with his father's flock. And he would look out for the little sheep uh, uh, that, was, that was entrusted to his care. And David, um, two times, at least two times that we know about in Scripture, David defended uh, the sheep courageously in the face of a lion. He killed a lion and he killed a bear as he was caring for his father's sheep. And this prepared him, by the way, for facing Goliath. Most of us, especially you kiddos, when you think of David, uh, we, we think about David as the, the giant slayer, right? He, he, he took out Goliath. But before David fought Goliath, Okay, it had this glorious victory that, that Israel celebrated and, and God worked through him mightily. David had been in the fields when no one else was watching. And he was taking care of his father's sheep, being faithful in the little. And he took out a lion and he took out a bear. And so he must have really cared for these sheep that he had. He must have really uh, 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 took the responsibility of caring for them seriously. So much so that he was willing to, to face a lion or a bear. I mean, I don't know about you kiddos from home, but if, if, if your job was to watch over a bunch of sheep, your family's sheep, and you saw a bear or a lion coming, would you fight that lion and that bear or would you take off running? All right. Well, David, David faced the bear and the lion because he cared for the sheep. David had um, probably an affectionate, had affectionate care for the sheep. And, and one of the, the ways that I, I think we can relate to this is those of us who are pet lovers, those of us who have dogs or cats or animals uh, that that we love. My grandmother, by the way, she has uh, she has uh, dogs, has had dogs, and she feeds dogs. The, the, the food that she cooks, the, the yummy Italian food that she cooks. She cares uh, for those dogs almost like human beings. Um, and so anyhow, uh, the shepherd displays care and affection for the sheep. And in this psalm, we are likened, or David here is likened to be as a sheep. And the Lord is 
described as the shepherd. And we'll see in the New Testament how Jesus says that he is the good shepherd and we are his sheep as well. But the first thing I'd like to highlight is that our shepherd is for us. The Lord, our shepherd, is for us. Okay? He's for us and he's with us. And we, we can trust that he will lead us. He will lead us. He will guide us. He provides for us. David says, because the Lord is his shepherd, he says, I have everything I need. I shall not want. We see in this verse God's provision. God's provision for David. Um, many right now have lost their jobs. They're facing unemployment. And they're faced with, with the challenge of trusting God as a good shepherd through this global crisis. Trusting God to provide. And saints, you and I can say with David, the Lord is my shepherd. He's leading my life. He's provided in the past. He's provided in the past, and he's going to provide again in the future, in the present and in the future. He's going to display that he is for me, that he is with me. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have everything I need. Our shepherd guides us. Okay, He is intimately involved in our lives. It's not as if God just created the world and wound it up like a clock and just let it go. Okay, God is a personal God. He is almighty. He's sovereign. He's in control. Okay, He transcends time and space. Okay, He's big, and, but yet He's near us. And he, he humbles himself. He, he stoops down to meet us where we're at as a good shepherd. And he leads us. He guides us through difficult times. Notice uh, verse 2 and 3. He says, he makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Um, Many of us can uh, relate to this verse now in, in, uh, where he says, He makes me lie down in green pastures. Many of, us, many of us may feel like being quarantined to the house, that we're kind of made to, to lie down, made to rest in, in some ways. And yet, yet others are working more than they ever have because they have to. Because their, their job has high demands right now. But, but our good shepherd leads us into restful places. Okay, Jesus said this, he said, come to me all you who are weary, and I will give you rest for your soul. You see, only Jesus can offer that rest that we need for our souls, okay? We can get 15 hours of, of physical sleep and wake up and still be tired and weary in our soul. But our good shepherd, Jesus, says, come to me, I'll give you that rest that you need. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. And if you're burned out on Christianity, trying to follow Jesus, then it may be that you're doing it wrong. Okay? Because when we're walking with the shepherd, there are rhythms of rest that he leads us into. Okay? He doesn't drive the sheep to the ground. He leads them. He knows them. 
And when the sheep are weary, he, he helps them. He, he'll carry them if he has to. And he does. And so he leads us into restful places. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. You know, I want to encourage you during this time as you're quarantined to the house, uh, embrace the rest that God has for you. Many of us have allowed ourselves to be overworked. We have made an idol of work. And we've, we've, uh, we've put that before even our relationship with God. And so let's repent of that. Let's not. God's designed us to work. Okay, work is a good thing. God created work before he designed human beings to work before the curse of sin came into the world in Genesis 3. You see, God works and he created us in his image and we're designed to work. But also God set a, a, a rhythm for us in creation when he rested on the seventh day. He rested. And so he calls us to these places of rest with him. Where we can just rest that he's got the world in his hands. He's got us in his hands. This COVID-19, this global pandemic and crisis did not catch God by surprise. We may have been surprised by everything that's happening. This is a, a crazy historical moment in history that we're living through. But God saw this coming. God knew what would happen. He saw this ahead of time. And everything, saints, that you and I go through in this life is filtered through our good shepherd, through our sovereign God who is faithful and he's good. And he will give us what we need to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So our shepherd guides us. We need guidance. We need his provision. We need to know that he is for us through this time. He's not against us. He's for us. And notice what, what David says here. He says, he restores my soul. There are many people who, needs, who need their soul restored right now. Strengthened. Renewed. God does that. As we follow him as our good shepherd. God does that for us. He goes on. He says he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So our shepherd not only guides us into restful places. Our shepherd also guides us into righteous paths. You see, when we're following the Lord, He leads us into doing what's right, speaking what's right, thinking about what's right and good and lovely and praiseworthy. He leads us into these paths. And notice that He leads us into these paths for His namesake. Okay? The Bible has a whole lot to say about God's name being glorified and honored. Jesus even taught us when we pray to pray, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. God cares about his name being honored. And we should too. We should want to see his name honored throughout the entire earth as it is in heaven. We want to see the name of Christ glorified. And so David says, he leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. God gets glory and honor when his people follow him into and through paths of righteousness, especially when those paths of righteousness are difficult 
and hard. Okay? Because God leads us through some really hard times. And he's done that throughout history. Right? He's done that with his people. He, he leads his people through the wilderness. And as we see in this psalm, he leads David, he says, uh, through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay? Verse 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and staff, they comfort me. This is awesome. Cling to this verse right now, especially if you have been crippled with fear. If you have an anxious heart, a fearful heart during this time because of the things that are coming upon the earth in this hour. Cling to this, this psalm. Pray this psalm. Let this psalm sink in. And say with David, even though, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You see, the shepherd's still leading him in paths of righteousness. The shepherd's still leading him uh, beside still waters. The shepherd's still restored, leading him, uh, making him to lie down in green pastures. But he's also leading him through the valley of the shadow of death. And we live in a, a world that has been corrupted by sin. After Genesis 3, we see that sickness and suffering and death and violence entered into the world because of mankind's rebellion against God. Okay? And so we, we live in a world where we experience COVID-19, where we experience cancer, where we experience injustice. Okay, and, and right now, we are walking through, currently in history, we are walking through the valley of the shadow of death. Okay, we are walking through, and, and, and here's the comfort for us, church. The comfort for us is that though we're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, though we're surrounded by the shadow of death, people are dying. Lots of people are dying from this virus. Okay, this is just the reality of the broken world we live in. There is death. But even in the valley of the shadow of death, our Savior is with us. This, our Savior accompanies us in the shadows. Our shepherd accompanies us in the shadows. And this is the comfort that we have. This is the peace that we have. This is the confidence that we have. That God is with us. God is with us. God is for us. He's not against us. We're not going through this pandemic because God is against us. Church, He is so for us. And He has displayed that through the cross of Jesus Christ. Through Christ's suffering. He displayed His love for us. Yet... As we walk through this valley of the shadow of death, as we walk through this sickness, through this crisis, through this pandemic, I think God is speaking to us. I think God has a message for each of us. Okay? And I think for many of us, it's repent. It's repent. Let's turn, let's turn away from our sins, from our pride, from our selfishness, from our greed. From our impure thoughts, from our impatience and unkindness. Okay? Let's let's allow 
what's happening in this world to push us closer to the shepherd, not push us away from the shepherd. He wants us to be near to him. And that's our comfort. That's our confidence. That's where you and I will find our strength. David, when he went through the most pressing, difficult times in his life, he sought God all the more earnestly. He had this deep angst within his heart and soul to seek God's face more than ever when he was in the wilderness, when he was in the difficult times where enemies were surrounding him. And so let, let's use this opportunity to seek God's face more than ever before and experience his nearness. He is with us. He is for us. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God has not given you, saints, a spirit of fear but a spirit of power and love and sound mind. I recently posted uh, on, on my blog, um, For the Gospel's Sake, uh, 12 reasons why Christians should not panic. And there are many more. And actually comment. And right now on Facebook Live, comment on the line. What are some reasons that we shouldn't fear? What are some reasons we should have confidence Comment on the lines there. If you guys got more than uh, 12 to add to that, please, let's, let's come up with a list and, and, and focus on why we can have confidence and comfort through this storm, through this valley, through the shadow of death. And this one here is that our shepherd accompanies us. He's with us. Amen. The other thing is that God protects, our shepherd protects us. Your rod and staff, they, they comfort me. Um, God, as, a, as our shepherd and us as the sheep, he protects us. And he'll use the staff not only to comfort and, and to guide, but, but to protect. To protect from harm. Pro, to protect from predators. And, and in our case now, we need God to protect us from this sickness. And we're praying that God would shield us and that God would protect us from us getting this uh, uh, COVID-19. But even if he doesn't, even if we test positive for coronavirus, the Lord is still with us. And he's going to walk with us through it. And he's going to lead us safely to himself with him and lead us safely home. And lastly is that our shepherd prepares a table for us. Um, it says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So here it seems that, that, that David's shifting to uh, the shepherd being, our good shepherd being uh, a host who's inviting us in, who has prepared a table for us in the presence of our enemies, who anoints our head with oil, our cup overflows. This speaks of God's blessing overflowing okay, in our lives. David's specifically referring to his, his life. And he says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. God not, not only leads us into paths of goodness and mercy, 
Psalm 25.10. All the, the, the paths of the Lord are uh, steadfast love. All the paths of the Lord are steadfast love and faithfulness to those who keep his covenant. To those who keep his covenant and his testimonies. God not only leads us into paths of steadfast love and faithfulness, but he chases us down with his goodness and with his mercy. He's pursuing us with that. And David said, my cup overflows with blessing. Okay, Church, if you don't feel like that's you right now, consider Ephesians 1. Paul says you've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Camp out in Ephesians 1 and consider the great blessings that you have in Christ. And count your blessings. Count your blessings. Consider in how many ways the Lord has blessed your life. He's given you life and breath. He's given you forgiveness. He's given you redemption. He's given you hope beyond this life. He promises you a resurrection, a, a new body, where a, a new world where there's no sickness, no death, no suffering in, in that world. He promises to make all things new. Amen? And so surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And, and just think about this. We're going to dwell with him forever. Jesus said in John 14, he said, I go to prepare a place for you. Okay? So, so Jesus gave these words in John 14, right before he was going to the cross. He was helping the, the disciples realize he's going uh, to leave. Uh, he's going to send the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's going to come and comfort us and empower us and be with us and then until he returns right and we have work to do and the spirit's going to empower us to do that work uh but jesus said in that context he said i go to prepare a place for you christ has prepared a place for us and it's going to be glorious it's going to be better greater than than, than we can imagine and we only can't imagine right what that's going to be like and so he he's He's preparing a table for us and he's pursuing us with his goodness and with his mercy. And his goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. Amen? And we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. In John 10, Jesus said this. He said, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. He who is a hired hand, not a shepherd, who does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming, and he leaves the sheep and he flees, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. He flees because he is a hired hand and cares nothing for the sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and my own know me. Just as the Father knows me, I know the Father, I laid, and I laid down my life for the sheep. And I have other sheep that are not of this fold. That's you, saints, right? That I must bring them also, that they, that they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock and one shepherd. And Jesus also says that, in, in this passage in chapter 10, that none can snatch them out of my hand. 
Jesus has us. He's the good shepherd. He says that he came to give us life and life abundantly. We do have an enemy. We do have a thief, the devil, who wants to steal, kill, and destroy, and inflict harm on us, and, and, and rip us away from our shepherd, and, and separate us from one another. But Jesus says, I've come that you may have life, that they may have life, and have it to its fullness. And Jesus has laid down his life. To ensure that you and I may experience abundant life, eternal life, with Him forever. Selah. Ponder that. Just think about the, the reality that Christ has given you and I who believe in Him, who truly know Him. He's given us eternal life. Okay? That's already started for us who are believers. In John 17, 3, Jesus said, This is eternal life, that they may know you. The one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. So Jesus said that in his prayer uh, in John 17. All right. And Jesus says here in John 10, he says that my sheep know me. I know my own and my own know me. And so if you're listening right now and, and you're not a Christian, or maybe it's questionable about where you're, where you're at in your relationship with God, Ask yourself, do you know Jesus? Do you know the Father? And do you know His Son? And by the way, you can't know the Father without going through Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. And no one comes to the Father except through Him. He's the only way, right? And so if we're going to know the Father, we have to know Jesus. Because Jesus revealed the Father to the world. He revealed the Father. In, in the pages of Scripture, we have uh, the story of Jesus' life, Jesus' words, and He displayed what God the Father is like. He's full of grace, and He's full of truth. The God who says, uh, I'm the Lord gracious and compassionate, slow to anger, and abounding in steadfast love. Jesus shows up. He's full of grace and truth, and He displays the character and the power of God for us to see. For us to see that glory, to behold, and to believe. And so if you're watching right now and you don't have a relationship with God, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Look to Him. Trust in Him. Call upon Him for salvation. He was crucified. He laid down His life willingly. He knew it was going to happen. It was planned. The Father planned it. Jesus knew that He would die as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. And He did that so that you and I can be one of His sheep in His pasture for all eternity. So He has laid down His life for the sheep. And He says that His sheep will listen to His voice. Are you listening to His voice today? If you can hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Respond. Today is the day of salvation. Now is the time to repent, to surrender your life to him, and allow him to wash away your sins. Allow him to give you hope beyond this life. Allow him to calm your fears, to deliver you from your fears. David said in Psalm 30, 34, he said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and he delivered me from all my fears. You see, 
fear cripples us. It keeps us from being and doing what God's called us to do. Right? And so an application. Church, I want to encourage you to stay close to the shepherd and listen to his voice. Follow his leading. Okay? Uh, my, my wife and I, we like to take walks with our kids, and they have bikes, and they have scooters, and we go to the park, and, and they get ahead of us. And right now, we're, we're training our kids to respond to our instructions vocally. Just, <laughs> parents, you know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so, so we're, we're walking around the neighborhood, walking around the park, and then we come to a street or an alley or a corner, and we, we have to call out, Abigail! Karis! Justice! Or not justice. Carson! Stop! And, and, and we're training them to stop in certain places so they don't keep going and enter to, to a place where they might get harmed, where they, they can't see a vehicle coming, we can't see, and so we tell them to stop. And so we're training them to listen to our voice for their own good, for their own protection. Okay? Kids, I want to encourage you, obey your father and mother for this is good and pleasing in the Lord, right? Uh, children, obey your parents. Ephesians 6. Uh, that's one of the best words of advice I can give you. Young people, you children, honor your parents, obey your parents. Um, and and, and as, as God's sheep, we have to respond. We've got to learn to respond to his voice and obey his voice so that we can avoid harm, so that we can avoid uh, terrible things happening. Jesus' sheep hear his voice and they, they follow him. Okay? And so if you haven't been listening and obeying his voice, okay, repent. Just turn, turn back. Come. Jesus is inviting you to come close to him. Okay? Um, don't allow crippling fear and complacency to hinder you as you walk with him. Okay? Don't waste this pandemic that, that God is allowing you to walk through in this time in history to love him and be faithful to him through this time. And one of the ways we can not waste the pandemic is not allow crippling fear to, to, or complacency to stifle us, to, to keep us from doing what God has called us to do. He's leading us. He's guiding us in right paths. Let's follow him. Let's keep in step with him for his namesake, for the gospel's sake, for the sake of the world, that people might come to know him. Let's not allow fear to, 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 to grip our hearts and, and, and hold us down. Let's not allow complacency to, to hinder us from keeping in step with our good shepherd. Okay? Be confident that he will lead you and lead you in and pursue you with his goodness and mercy. God has displayed goodness and mercy towards his people. Okay? He has and he will. Okay? Uh, you know, as I said last week, we live in between the already, not yet. We, where Jesus has come, he brought the kingdom of God. He displayed the kingdom of God. He revealed, he manifested the goodness of God through his life, through his death, his burial and resurrection. The gospel, right? And, 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 and he's coming back. He's coming back. And so we live in between this time where, where Jesus came. And he, he brought forgiveness. He brought redemption. But, but we're still waiting. We're looking. For the fulfillment, we're still looking for Christ to return, for Him to come back to make all things new. And we wait patiently. We wait with hope. We wait in faith on our Savior 
And we trust that He has goodness and mercy stored up for us. We, that He has goodness and mercy pursuing us. And lastly, I want to encourage you, as I said from the beginning, pray the Psalms. Camp out in the Psalms. Let the Psalms give vocabulary to your prayers. Let the Psalms uh, comfort you. Let the Psalms give you voice for mourning. Okay? This is a time of mourning. Uh, people are dying. People are sick. People have lost their jobs. Okay, this is not a, a time to stick our head in the sand and, and just forget about everybody else. Okay, this is a time to, to pray for other people. And every day uh, during the week, we're, we're having prayer meetings right here. And I want to encourage you to join us for those live prayer meetings, Facebook live prayer meetings, where we're, we're, we're singing praise to God. We're, we're pouring out our heart in praise, and we're pouring out our prayer requests to God for the medical community, for the first responders, for our leaders, for the elderly, for the unemployed, for the vulnerable, for the families. Psalm 62 says this. It says, Trust Him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before Him. God is a refuge for us. Man, so let's do that, church. Let's trust Him. Let's pour out our heart before God in prayer. Let's keep in step with His leading. Let's be confident that He has goodness and mercy chasing us and in store for us. David said in Psalm 27.3, I would have lost heart. I would have given up unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't stop believing that you're going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. God is good even when there are bad things happening around us. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So let us taste and see that He is good and follow our Good Shepherd as He leads us. Into, by still waters, as he leads us to lie down by green pastures, as he leads us into paths of righteousness for his name's sake, as he leads us through this valley of the shadow of death, and he will lead us through, and he will be with us, and he will protect us, and he will provide for us, and he will guide us, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. And so, God, thank you. Thank you for amazing promises. Thank you for your presence with us. Thank you for your peace and your rest. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your protection. Thank you for strength. God, thank you. This is your will that we give thanks in all things and for all things. And so we say thank you. Thank you for this opportunity, God, to walk with you through the valley. Thank you for this opportunity to shine bright as light in the dark places of this pandemic. To, to be conduits of your love and your grace and your truth. Thank you for this opportunity that you have called us to live in your 
kingdom here on earth for such a time as this. And may we not waste our opportunity, God. May we walk in wisdom. May we live carefully, walk in wisdom, and make the best of every opportunity. And may we recognize what your will is, and may we do it. May your will be done in our lives, God. We ask these things in the name of Jesus.